on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The winning streak finally comes to an end, but Troy Terry's streak is still alive. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Thank God it's Friday. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And as a quick reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podbean, Odyssey, many, many others are out there. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. So it was fun at the pond last night. It was fun seeing all the quote-unquote veteran fans out there at the pond. The Ducks have a fantastic fan base. I'm going to get this out of the the way right now. The Anaheim Ducks have a fantastic fan base. Some of the most passionate fans in the league. To call them out like that, not cool. Not cool at all. I saw the fans out there. They were all thrilled. They were excited to see what the Ducks could do against a top team in the East once again. And if they could possibly get the streak to nine games, that's unheard of. Especially with our preseason predictions that the Ducks would not have a winning streak longer than maybe three or four games this season. But eight? Eight is stellar. Nine would have just been out of this world. And this comes at a time where... The hockey world is starting to take notice of the Ducks. Going into last night's game, the Carolina Hurricanes boasted one of the, if not the best defense in the National Hockey League. In fact, their goals against was was 1.9 before going into last night's game. That number was lowered because it was a defensive duel. It was a goalie duel all night long unless you were in the first period and things got really wacky the ducks at one point at the start had a 10 to 2 shot advantage on the carolina hurricanes anaheim came out firing firing however one of the best guys in the national hockey league ethan bear got things going in the first period scoring with about 15 minutes left in the first, that made it one nothing Canes. And Gibby was just beat on that one. That was a great, great pass by Natchez over to Ethan Bear. That, that was just a fantastic goal. No booing from the fans. Not much booing from the fans anyway. Because Ethan Bear is one of the more likable guys out there in the NHL. And the fans are knowledgeable about that too. Looking on Twitter, if the Ducks were going to give up a goal... At least they could get up to a nice guy like that. We're not going to boo that one. We're not. However, just seven minutes later, the crowd erupted. Because right in front of the net, Troy Terry put in a nice rebound, got his 12th goal of the season, and his point streak extends to 16 games and counting. That tied things up at one. That first period... Believe it or not, the Ducks kind of had control in that period. They had the better shot attempts. Well, for the most part, at the end of the period, they had more shots on goal, 17. For the first maybe seven or eight minutes, all of their shots came from the perimeter. After that second TV timeout, 
that completely changed as the Ducks pressured Frederick Anderson big time. And oh, by the way, how did you like that nice reception that Freddie Anderson got before the game? Ducks fans know. The real ones know. So was it the Frederick Anderson revenge tour? Not on that goal, but that's just great goal scoring by Troy Terry. He seems to know where the puck is at all times. Oh, and, and by the way, Uncle Rico got an assist on that one, and so did El Capitan, Ryan Getzloff, with his 18th apple of the season. That's career point number 1,001. I might start doing that from now on. I might start saying the career point numbers for future Hall of Famer Ryan Getzloff, because that's an astounding number. 1,001 assists. My God, that's a lot of points. A lot of points. Second period. Things starting to get a little bit chippy out there. As we started seeing penalty after penalty, hit after hit, especially by that second. Um, okay, having Nick Delore on the second line is what it is. Dallas Eakin says it's to protect Sonny Milano and Trevor Zegers and to have that hitting out there. The good and bad. Trevor Zegers had a couple of great passes to Nick Delorier, and if it was to a, I guess, more dynamic offensive player... That could have gone for a better shot attempt or a higher quality shot or even a shot at all. Delorier did get one good shot off of a Zegras pass. Another kind of no-look Zegras pass caught D'Lo by surprise and there was no shot attempt at all. But Delorier did get the hits on Carolina and in a weird way, Delorier kind of helped keep the Ducks in it by preventing the Canes from getting any good opportunities. This is partially Delorier playing some decent defense, Zegras playing some decent defense, and Sonny Milano playing some decent defense as well. Those were knocks on both Sonny Milano's and Trevor Zegras's game in the past, but they play good defense. Let the kids play. Let the kids play. So second period, no scoring. Third period, we had some fun in the third period as John Gibson had to come up big because Seth Jarvis had a breakaway and Cam Fowler said, no, you know what, I'm going to hold him. I'm going to hold him right here because it looked like Jarvis was likely going to get a goal. So Cam Fowler did what he had to do. He had to stop him and that resulted in a penalty shot for Seth Jarvis. This was a big moment. Cameron Fowler, you did a smart thing. Because what would have turned into a surefire goal turned into a great save by Gibby. John Gibson got the fantastic save on the penalty shot. The crowd erupts once again. But just eight minutes later, Seth Jarvis scores the game-winning goal. And that's your final score, 2-1. to one. Not much offense on this one. Freddie Anderson was on top of his game, one of his peak performances of the season. Gibby was right there with him. In fact, the top two stars of the game were the goaltenders. Frederick Anderson stopping 30 shots. John Gibson also stopping 30 shots. Shots on goal were 32-31 to 31 in favor of Anaheim. But sorry, Frederick Anderson got 31 saves. Gibby got 29 saves. My mistake, I apologize. But... When you have both goalies on one, it does make for fun hockey, but it makes for some really hard checking 
some hard play, but here's where I'm really going to give it up. The Carolina Hurricanes defense, they were staunch all night long. One of the great things about the Carolina Hurricanes defense that I noticed throughout last night's game is that they got their sticks down on the ice. They got like the whole sticks down on the ice, preventing several passes. They were clogging up the lanes left and right, but so were the Anaheim Ducks. This was one of their best games of the season, and they held tight against a very, very good Carolina team. In fact, I'll talk more about defense, 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 after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. Thanksgiving is only a few days away, and while you're waiting hours upon hours for that Thanksgiving dinner to maybe burn, who knows who, who knows how the family cooks at Thanksgiving dinner, but hey, while you're waiting for that food, why not have a delicious Built Bar while you are waiting? It's only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, packed with 17 grams of protein, so it'll keep you going, and hey, it'll tidy you over for a few hours before you feast on some delicious Thanksgiving turkey. If you want to try any of these new Built Bar flavors for yourself, head over to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Coming up after the first intermission, defense, defense, defense. We'll talk about that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we continue to talk about the 2-1 to loss to the best defensive team in the National Hockey League, the Carolina Hurricanes. And look, if the Ducks are going to lose this winning streak, at least they did it to the top defense in the league. I was not sad at all about last night's loss. In fact, It's maybe kind of a relief because who knew when this winning streak was going to end? Would you rather have the streak end at a crappy team like Ottawa? Or would you rather have the streak end to one of the top defenses in the league, one of the top teams in the NHL? You'd rather lose to the top defense in the National Hockey League. I mentioned that the Carolina Hurricanes had a goals against of 1.9. Yeah, that number went down. The Carolina Hurricanes currently lead the league in goals against average with 1.87 goals allowed per game. That's less than two. That's a full goal under the average. The average goals against right now is 2.9. And they're a full goal plus ahead of that. That's how good the Carolina Hurricanes are. And that is why they are right there with the Florida Panthers, except the Carolina Hurricanes have a couple of games in hand. They have the best winning percentage in the NHL right now. They are 13-2-0. Good Lord. They are good. They are fantastic. The third period, I did notice that they kind of turned the Jets on a little bit, put the pressure on big time. Shot attempts for the Hurricanes were 27-13. And that's where the Hurricanes finally got the majority of their high-danger chances was in that third period. And that was illustrated in that third-period goal 
where Kevin Shattenkirk may or may not have missed an assignment, that was maybe the only big lapse in defense last night. And that's the segue to get into defense. First, we'll start with the Carolina Hurricanes defense. They were clogging up lanes all night long. First 10 minutes, they put about four guys right in the high danger area. So the Ducks were forced to shoot from the perimeter. There were a couple of good perimeter shots, don't get me wrong. But when you have no rebounds and you shoot it right at the crest of Freddie Anderson, you're not going to succeed too much. When you have very few rebound attempts or rebounds chances, it's not going to amount to many goals. If you just keep shooting where he can see it, your expected goals should expect to plummet a little bit because that's what Freddie Anderson was like for about 40 minutes where he saw the shot clear as day. He got right in front of it. He got the glove hand out. So this is both a testament to how good Freddie was, but also how good the Carolina defense was in general. Did you guys notice that for a few shifts, the Ducks tried to move it out of the neutral zone into their own offensive zone, and there was someone right there to chip away at the puck, or every time the Ducks did get it into the zone, they either had to dump and change, or they had to pass it, or they had to rely on going in on the sides and getting a bad angle shot, or getting another shot from the perimeter. That's what it was like for most of the night. The Ducks did have a lot of high danger chances for about 10 to 15 minutes in that game, which did result in that goal in the first period. They came out firing. Third period, a lot of the shots were from just outside the faceoff dots or in the upper part of the faceoff circles. So there wasn't too many shots up close. They had a couple attempts from behind the net that didn't really go anywhere, unfortunately. But that's a huge testament to the Carolina defense clogging the lanes. The active stick. The active stick was brilliant by the Carolina Hurricanes, and especially their defense, which I got to give them credit for. I thought Jacob Slavin did a fantastic job on defense. Ethan Bear, he was fantastic. Same with Brett Pesci. But Tony D'Angelo, I mean, he was okay on defense as well. Although, I will give it up to the fans who, for a few minutes there, they were booing Tony D'Angelo every time he touched the puck. Ducks fans know. They know. But nonetheless, the defense was stellar for the Hurricanes. Now onto the Ducks' defense. They did a good job for the majority of the night. Kevin Shattenkirk had some great shifts except for that one shift, which led to the goal by Seth Jarvis, where Shattenkirk could have cleared the puck and didn't, and also missed an assignment. That was, that was just a bad shift. I mean, Kevin Shattenkirk had been solid all season long. That's just one he missed. I mean, I'm not going to put all the blame on Kevin Shattenkirk. I know he was kind of put under the coals by some fans on Ducks Twitter and even some fans in the arena. Look, he played a solid game for about 45 minutes. It's one, But one bad shift can cost you. That's why the Ducks have to play a pretty much perfect game against a team like the Carolina Hurricanes. A team that capitalizes on those little tiny mistakes for what it's worth, the Ducks did not make many mistakes last night. Their defense was great. The the Joshes, Josh Mahura and Josh Manson, 
I found myself kind of uttering you know, under my mask, way to go, Josh. And then I say, way to go, Josh, again, realizing it's a different Josh. Mahura and Manson had a lot of great plays, including one play towards the end of the game, which I kind of had to smile at, where Freddie Anderson had a fantastic chance to get a goal. And this is another defenseman, Cam Fowler. Oh, Freddie Anderson could have scored a goalie goal. And in fact, uh, my buddy Denur, Denur Bloom, who's a photographer, he was right there taking pictures, and he said, oh, that puck was going in. I mean, from from that view and seeing how close that was, that puck was absolutely going into the net, if not for some great defense by the Ducks. So, hey, you know what? It, it happens. You know, we don't see goalie goals enough. Cam Feller kind of ruined the fun on that one. But, hey, it was a close game. You got to do what you can to try to get a tie. None of this goalie goal stuff. Uh, Hampus Lindholm, he didn't have the best game. He had some good shifts. He had some bad shifts. There were some times where Hampus Lindholm just wasn't... He had His skates under him were not exactly 100% perfect. He didn't have his legs under him for maybe a whole half of a period. Jamie Drysdale doing Jamie Drysdale things. He still skates marvelously. He still gets the puck into the zone with relative ease, still does a good job quarterbacking right on the line when he has to. So he was solid. So I'll give it up to the defense, only allowing two goals to one of the top offenses in the league as well. Oh, by the way, Carolina's offense, it's also tops in the league. Sixth, 3.4 goals per game. They are sixth in the league in goals per game. Above them are the Capitals, Wild, Avalanche, Oilers, and Panthers. And right under them, the Anaheim Ducks. Ooh, yeah. Defense, defense, defense. If you love defense, you loved last night's game. And, hey, the pressure's off now. (laughs) The Ducks don't have the pressure to continue a winning streak because they lost. But now they can relax and play some hockey and win these next few games against some of the lesser opponents. And I did mention earlier this week, that if the Ducks can take four out of six of these games, starting with the Washington Capitals, then they'll be all right. So far, they are one and one. They play Nashville next. They could beat Nashville. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Football is in full swing right now the nba is going wild right now and of course you have the national hockey league all the action taking place on betonline.ag they also have live casino games several other sports and a newly redesigned website so if you haven't yet check out betonline.ag and use promo code locked on to get a 50 percent welcome bonus once again that is betonline.ag the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we'll wrap up this Friday show rather quickly. But first, I mentioned that Nick Delorier is still on a line with Zegris and Milano, and if Zegris had a better offensive player, 
then maybe Zegris could have gotten an apple or two. Not to say Delorier had a completely horrible game. I did notice on the auxiliary boards last night that Nick Delorier was leading the team in hits by far. In fact, Delorier got nine, count them, nine hits on last night's game. That's almost as much as the Hurricanes. So I had to look this up. How many hits does D'Lo have this season? He has 85 hits, which leads the league by far. Just under him on hits is Rodko Gudis with 73. So here's the top five hits. Brandon Tanev with 60. Garnet Hathaway, 61. Darnell Nurse, 66. Radko Gudis, 73. And Nick Delorier, a whopping 85 hits so far this season. So if Delorier is good for one thing, he's good for putting on the hits, I guess. So there you go. Just wanted to throw that little kind of fun nugget at you. Look, D'Lo is there to dish out hits. He's there to be a grinder. And that's the kind of player he always is. And once in a while, he might surprise you with a hat trick. I mean, he hasn't had a hat trick yet this season. Who knows when that could happen? So just thought I'd throw that little fun nugget out there. I know there's a couple of listeners that are big Nick Delorier fans. So just wanted to give you guys that little update. And speaking of an update, I did want to mention this because I I was waiting to post an episode because I heard that there was going to be some news coming out and not exactly optimal news for the Anaheim Ducks. Max Comtois underwent surgery yesterday to remove a small bone in his right hand. So he's going to be out for at least six weeks, which means a target date of return would be around New Year's. So hopefully he'll be back in January. I would say it's at least six weeks, could be longer, depending on how the Ducks bring him back. So now you have two excellent wingers that are out for an extended period of time. Max Jones, who, by the way, is super awesome on Twitter. He is great with the fans. Max Jones and Max Comto. Man, I miss both those guys. Now we have both Maxes out for the rest of the calendar year. That sucks. It really sucks because those are two players that you could depend on last season and two players that you could say, yeah, they're good for about a point every other game or in the case of Comtois, almost a point a game. So it is sad to see both of them still out. However, it is still giving a chance for Troy Terry to shine. And God, I hope Max Comtois comes back sooner rather than later because He was magnificent last season, and having him out does take away from that offensive firepower that we know he is capable of when he's completely healthy. And hopefully he comes back completely healthy this season. Once again, Max Comtois out for about six weeks. Could be longer, could be less. And one other little note, Bo Grew is... Now back with the San Diego goals. So I would expect him to play against the San Jose Barracuda in the coming days. This just means that maybe Ricard Raquel will come back soon. We can only hope so. So that's the latest news on the Anaheim Ducks. Thank you all so much for listening. And thanks for making this and last week massive weeks for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. We almost had our biggest week last week will very likely have our biggest week this week so i just want to thank all the fans for listening 
Thanks for the cold messages I keep getting. Thanks for the support. Thanks for all that stuff. It is greatly appreciated. If you want to drop me a line, you could do so via email at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. You could follow me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Don't forget this podcast is also free and available across all platforms. And thanks for making this your first or last listen of the day, depending on if you listen to Locked on LA Kings or Locked on NHL. Don't forget to check those shows out and make them your second listen of the day. Next week, it's going to be American Thanksgiving. I almost said Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving. I realize there are Canadian fans out there that listen to the podcast. I got some listeners from BC, Alberta. American Thanksgiving is next week. We will still have five shows next week, believe it or not. We'll have three stars on Monday. We'll talk about a game on Tuesday. Wednesday, we'll have a preview. Thursday, we are still going to have goals Thursday because the goals do play three games this coming week. We have two against San Jose on the road, then a Wednesday night game. So we will have goals Thursday and we will have a Black Friday Ducks special immediately following their afternoon game. So that's what's on tap for next week here on this very podcast. So thank you all so much. Once again, I greatly appreciate all of you. Thank you so very much for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Please continue to be safe out there. I'll say that once again. Please be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together. Fly together.